podcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dubac Discussion Podcast, your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews, with your hosts, TJ Bowser, Logan LeBegg, and Jared Bachman-Stubbs. And welcome to episode 32 of the Dubac Discussion Podcast. This is your host, TJ Bowser, and joining me as always is Jared the Dark Jedi. Hey guys. And Logan LeVeg. Hey, what's up, guys? How you guys doing? Today is October 9th, 2018, and we are 183 days from Star Wars Celebration Chicago, 437 days from Star Wars Episode 9. So on this episode, we're going to give you a Resistance rundown of the first episode of Star Wars Resistance that premiered Sunday. Uh, we're going to finish up the news from the week that we didn't get to cover on the last podcast with Johnny Grasso. And we will be back next week with another Resistance rundown of the next episode and even more weekly news for you guys. But you guys know how the show goes. So, Jared, how was your week? What did you do? Uh, my week was good. Like I, like you said, we had the Johnny Grasso episode. Um, mostly working last week and yesterday morning I ordered my Halloween costume because this year I am going as David S. Pumpkins. And if you don't know what that is, YouTube it. It is the funniest thing ever. Uh, okay. What about you, Joke the Rogue? Uh, my week's been pretty good. Just school's been busy and actually had a nice relaxing weekend. And while well, I was sick over the weekend, but... Yeah, things are starting to turn around, so hopefully this week's going to be a good week. Excellent. Hell yeah. Uh, I really didn't do much other than work because I feel like that's all I ever really do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fucking same, bro. Uh, so I haven't bought any new figures lately. Uh, <laughs> but I am looking to pick up a General Veers sometime soon because let's be honest, people. It doesn't get much better than General Veers. Actually, no. The reason I want to get uh, General Veers is because I have Thrawn, Grand Moff Tarkin, Admiral Piet. I feel like I need General Veers. Excuse me. Where in the hell is our Lord and Savior Orson Krennic? Oh, I have him, too. Don't worry. Okay, you better. Better. I'm a completionist. Boy. Krennic is my dude. He's my favorite character from Rogue One. I mean, he is a pretty good character. I would have to say that. My outfit's sexy, too. You're sexy. Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with us? <laughs> um, real quick, before we get into the news, uh, a couple announcements for you guys. Uh, in the coming weeks, we're going to be having some more guests on the show. Uh, namely... Um, Armin from Comic Book Cast. If you guys don't listen to Comic Book Cast, um, they cover all of the other nerd culture news. They do comic book, comic book movies, TV shows, video games. They cover everything. 
um, not just Star Wars. So if you need somewhere to go to get your comic book fix, I could not recommend a comic book cast enough. Um, we are also, thanks to Mr. Grosso, having uh, Dupree Jones on the show very soon. He is a cosplayer. Uh, he is both a member of the 501st Legion and the Rebel Legion. Uh, find him on Instagram at Darth Hater 23 Fantastic, fantastic work. And he is playing Darth Vader for Star Wars Theories Vader fan series. So we're going to get to talk to him about the series, talk to him about cosplay, um, being in the 501st and the Rebel Legion, all kinds of fun stuff, and talk about news with them. So uh, stay tuned for that. It'll be a really good time, and uh, both of them are really, really cool guys. So it'll is be he, a good show. Is he going to stop talking about the fucking fan series on his uh, YouTube channel? Because every video he's posted is nothing but that shit. I... I, I, I like seeing the behind-the-scenes stuff, but it's also like, like I don't want to miss anything. I, I, don't, I don't want to see too much, you know what I mean? Like, I'm really yeah. excited for it. I agree. It's like whenever a movie, like, markets the movie to death. Mm-hmm. And it's like, baby, save some, save some, save some, man. You know? But uh, I'm excited for it. I can't wait to talk to Dupree about it. I was watching some of the behind-the-scenes stuff with him the other day. So, yeah, it would be really cool. Excellent. Uh, so, Logan, are you ready for yes. your first resistance rundown? And we'll just kind of we'll kind of talk talk about your points and stuff as we go along. So, yeah. So uh, when I went through the first episode of Resistance, What's kind of marked down some things that. Um, what was it called? The it was recruit. called the Recruit. Yes. Uh, first episode, uh, and throughout the episode, I just kind of like marked down some points on what I thought was cool. Uh, so in the first scene. We see some tie. Well, we see a tie interceptor, first order tie interceptor, fighting against a couple X wings. Now, the tie interceptor has a new design, has some new weapons, and it actually has a hyperdrive and is um, flown by Major Von Reg. And I really liked his design. The interceptor design looked amazing, looked great. Um, and the X wings, I believe, were T eighty fives. It's not confirmed, yes, but I'm pretty sure are. that's what they were. They are. They All right, are. awesome. And uh, afterwards, when it's, um, you know, just Kaz and everything, um, Poe comes out of nowhere and helps him out. And then they board a C- an old CR-90 Corvette, which they say was um, from the Battle of Scarif all the way to the Battle of Jakku. that oh, served in those wow. battles. So I was like, holy crap, that's, that's awesome that how they're awesome. bringing back old ships and stuff. I thought they were going to bring, like, the home one in when they were talking about the ships, but I guess not. <laughs> and um, whenever he was saying like oh yeah I'll bring you aboard he's like aboard what and I'm like please be the raddest please be the raddest please be the raddest please be the raddest it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't well, I, mean, then, I um, think we all can be thankful that it wasn't the raddest because then Logan would have had to buy new pants yeah true alright um, if it was a hammerhead Corvette I would have had to buy two new pairs of pants anyways um <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, they talked I don't about understand a, how you ruin a pair of pants you didn't put on yet, but I, I, I love it. I love it. Bad. Um, all right. So, uh, the next part is they're talking about a full scale attack on the New Republic, which I'm guessing is Star Killer, which, uh, was pretty interesting to me. Kind of like foreshadows, uh, The Force Awakens. 
And then they also talked about the resistance being known as extremists from Kaz's father, the senator. And that kind of reminds me of Saw Guerrero's group in the rebellion, how they were kind of like the extremists. Logan. Logan. Yeah. Do a Saw Guerrero impression for me. No, I can't do do it. You do one too? I'm I'm too sick. I'm too sick. We'll do it later. Jared, shoot us. No lies safe from Borgunning. Lies, deception, deception. <laughs> All right, anyways, Forrest um, Whitaker was just eating the scenery in that movie, and I love it. I don't know what my eyes doing. <laughs> oh my god, that's every Forrest Whitaker character, though. Oof. All right, anyways, then they go into wild space, and we meet the plan that we're gonna be pretty much on for like the next couple of the next couple episodes, which is called Castellon which is a water planet and has the Colossus, which was, I believe, like an old oil refinery or something like that. They meant or like a fuel. Oh, uh, um, I didn't post. know they had oil in Star Wars. Star. Is that what the fuel. ships fly on? Wow. It's a wow. Well, game changing station. Yeah, fueling station. That's what I meant. <laughs> and apparently there's just fuel in Star Wars, according to The Last of Jedi. I'm just so. busting your nuts. Uh, and then we see one character which really caught my eye was Aunt Z because it kind of looked like Uncar Plutt. And I was like, I'm pretty sure the safe species and everything. One so that was And then we also saw our first look at Space Darts, which is another game in Star Wars other than Sabacc. And then um, we also saw a lot of returning species such as Rodians, Athorians, etc. There was a couple more species I forgot the name of. But you see them a lot in the Clone Wars and in the Cantina at um, in the New Hope, and then we also see a beautiful Cantina fight, which I thought was great because we never saw that in a New Hope. But now we got to see it here with all the other species and everything like that. So I really loved watching that. Pause. Um, pause. I uh, I'm not pausing the podcast. <laughs> just 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 pause your rundown. I. Uh, <laughs> Let, let, let's discuss before we go any further. The, it, the, the opening scene, uh, whatever they show, you know, that little fight going on there. Yeah. Uh, what did you think, think Jared? Um, it was, it was a fun, I, the issue I've had with the show up to this point, And I said this whenever the trailer came out, please don't say animation. Like, it's a byproduct of the animation. God damn it. It's that it's, it's I can't – I have a really hard time imagining these characters and vehicles realized <laughs> in a live-action sense. I know we're never going to, but like in my mind, Major whatever the hell his name was. I can't even Von remember Von Von Rag? Yeah. Major Von Rag's armor and like the glossy red TIE Interceptor. I, I, I'm having such a hard time, like seeing that IRL. You know what I mean? And it's and it's not that I dislike the art style. It's just that, like the art style is just so hard to be like, oh, but I can see that. Okay, uh, not to interrupt you, but wouldn't that apply to any animation? Kind of, but it's it, when it, it's easier whenever it's a little bit more photorealistic, the way Rebels and Clone Wars was. Um, like in my mind, the, like I could see 
what the ghost would look like live action. I could see what Kane and Jarrus looked like live action in my head. Well, you have seen the ghost in live action. I know, because the Rogue One. You know, what, you know what I mean, though. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to see this, like, glossy red um, Stormtrooper. And it's not even, like, the shiny red, like, Cardinal or Phasma or Pyre, that gold one. How do you know what Cardinal uh, looks like? Huh? How do you know what Cardinal looks like? Look, as he's sketched out, but he's also that chrome. And it's like, okay, like it's Phasma, but red. Where this is like normal red Stormtrooper, and it just looks glossy. And it's just the fact that everything kind of looks wet because of the art style. And it's not that it's bad. It's just different, and it's it's more difficult for me to be like, oh, I can see this. So your biggest gripe my... is still the animation. Kind of, okay. but like I don't have an issue with the animation. It's just the, it's just hard to kind of like see it live action in my mind's eye. I can agree with that, and it, and it kind of hurts my immersion in it. Okay. Also, you got to remember this is aimed at eight to twelve year olds, and that they're trying something new. And by I know, and that yeah, we got to give it a chance. I mean, we watched the oh, Star- yeah, we watch Star Wars cartoons because of the story. We don't watch it because. Oh yeah, it's a new Star Wars cartoon. We watch it because oh yeah, it's new Star Wars content. And I feel yeah. like if you can initially ignore the animation and just enjoy the story, I feel like you would enjoy Resistance a lot more. I feel like nitpicking just causes us to have more resilience against the Resistance. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I I also when it comes to Star Wars, I'm just super like I notice everything. Yeah. So like. I am going to be prone to be like, okay, the characters are okay. I can enjoy the characters. And the one guy with like the weird beard that gives him your beard's weird. Um, (laughs) gives him the, the fireball. Like, I'm like, okay, I like this guy. There could be some cool shit coming with him. Um, it's like I said, it's just like, it's the, it's the animation that is just jarring. Well, could could you do me a favor from, from here on out as, as episodes come out, I would like you to take this from the stance. I would like you to view it from the stance of just the story. Don't let the animation get to you anymore. Well, I just try to just do it from the story, the story point. Like, I feel like if you continue to watch this and think, fuck the animation, you know what I mean? Like, if you let that get in the way, I feel like that's going to that's going to hinder your experience. Because okay. I went into it being like, okay, I accept the animation for what it is. They're trying something new. It's Disney trying to appeal to a different type of audience, trying to appeal. You know, things have to change. With change is progress, I like to say. Absolutely. So, I mean, we should just view this as content and kind of just enjoy the story. And I think that's where this really shines is the story. And I feel like the writing for this show is also extremely well done. And I'd like to use that as a segue into my next point with who is your favorite character from the resistance before Logan starts to go on, because I know he has a full page of this shit. Uh, Um, thus far for me, it's probably, like I said, the guy who loans him the fireball. Okay. Uh, Um, Do we know, do you know his name? I can't remember. Uh, Joe the rogue. Uh, the name of what? Uh, the black dude, the black dude. Oh, um, Shit. Hold on. No. Uh, somebody don't. yell Google search. Wait, no, no, no. He was, um, had this in the notes somewhere. I'll look at the cast. 
It was what? I'll just look at the Jaeger. It was Jaeger. It was Jaeger. No, Jarek. Jarek Jaeger. Yeah, Jarek Jaeger. So that's your favorite character in Resistance? Uh, Thus far, just because he's just kind of mysterious, and I feel like there's more to be seen from him. Uh, Logan's is Kazuto. We already talked about this after our first viewing. Well, mine's Von Reg. Oh, is it? You've made up your mind now? Is it because after you've watched other episodes? Yeah. Okay. So initially, Logan's was Kazuda, and I. So as it goes on, it was gonna be Von Rig. But I think uh, everyone could have called this, even our fans, because Logan has a massive hard on for Empire pilots and ships in general. And I, yeah, I, I, I as did. soon as I saw that ship, I knew that that boy would just be fucking stiff as a board. Uh, <laughs> I would honestly say that uh, Niku Voza is my favorite character because, for one, the writing for his uh, character is amazing. The lines that he puts out. I believe that when I watched the first episode, I, I immediately quoted it and sent it to our group. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, he's just he's smart, uh, and I and I like this. I, I like uh, he's like a funny version of Spock. He's the best uh, star pilot in the galaxy. <laughs> he's, he thinks everything literal and and is like yeah. just yeah. says what is on his mind, and that's why I said he's like a funny version of Spock. Uh, yeah. I just like I just like this character as general, and I can't wait to see more episodes. Uh-huh. Unlike Logan, I'm able to have patience, but that's uh, the difference between a 25 year old man and a 17 year old man. Uh, Eat beat and skeet. But okay. I don't think we have anything else. Though. Jesus Christ! No, no, what the fuck? Oh, pause. What the fuck did you just say? Uh, that it's is millennial yeet. talk. Uh, I say yeet, beat, and skeet. <laughs> I need a shower. Jesus. <laughs> you be ski. All right. Um. Anyways, there's oh, a, there's a few more things. There's a few more things. Um. We got. Uh. Well, the first race. Well, the racing in general looked beautiful. I loved it. It was amazing. So it looked great. Yeah. It re- really reminded me of the pod racing parts. <laughs> and the announcer sounds exactly like the announcers in the Phantom Menace. It was Menace. the same actor. It was. The it same was. Actor. Oh, fuck, bro. That's lit. That's lit. And they didn't show him. So as far as I, I know, it's the same guy, and it's canon. I know. I'm like, brother, that's gonna be awesome. All right. Uh, anyway, my head canon. Um, the fireball design I thought looked great it's a new ship and everything and i can't wait to see it more in the series um the droid bucket i thought that was an interesting take on a new kind of droid because uh we've always had r2d2 bba chopper um and now we have a droid that like has nothing (laughs) like literally it doesn't even really have a head it has an eye so i i like how they kind of use that um i can't wait to see that character more and more i feel like it's gonna be like chopper it's like literally another chopper Pause. Uh, 23 hours ago, ILM tweeted something about Project Porg. I just want to bring this up really quick. Uh, during this week's Magic Leap conference, they're going to be projecting Porgs that interact with the environment in real time. <gasps> what? I want to have a pet Porg. I feel like that warranted a pause there because this is really fucking cool. It's ILM X Lab, and I think we all know about this project. Yeah. But it's... The article reads, Porgs, Porgs, and more Porgs. These fluffy creatures first seen in Last Jedi are back again. This time, mixed reality with our latest immersive experiment, Project Porg. I want to pet a Porg. Now, before we get into more resistance stuff, and I apologize, but uh, I believe I that they're going to be using this technology in Galaxy's Edge. Oh. Probably. 
Oh, that's baller. So there will be holograms and projections of different characters throughout the uh, the park. So like that's you could be dope. like standing in line and you'll see a porg be like projected and he'll be interacting in the in the environment in real time. I'm the one of Bro, that's lit. Yeah, sorry, I was just uh, scrolling through Twitter here and I can and I, I saw that like this this is like the coolest thing I've ever seen. I wanna have now do you do you understand like do you understand like how that could be used like for future stuff? Like you could add like for example, just to get Logan revved up, uh what if they like did a projection of uh, Admiral Akbar or something? I will not. <laughs> okay, continue with the resistance. Run down. All right. So the next, we actually saw an old pod racer droid uh, that we saw in the Phantom Menace, which I thought was pretty interesting. Did I didn't you catch know the Snaggletooth. Like... What? There was two Snaggletooths during the bar fight. Oh yeah, that too, and then. Um, we also saw the twin moons Easter egg. I don't know if you guys caught that, but yes. when Kazuda is like, look, is like sitting on the edge of the thing, it's like at night, there's these two moons. I'm like, Hey, twin sons, brother. And then last but not least in the last scene, we see Starkiller base and it's construction after Von Reg comes out of hyperspace. And I thought that was pretty interesting. I'm pretty sure like what I've heard from is resistance. Resistance takes six, six months before the events of the force awakens and they did say it was going to tie in with the force awakens so we might see a lot of different stuff going on okay so here's my question and uh revenge of the sith kind of did this to itself whenever uh they had that scene at the end where uh sidious and vader were watching the death stars construction yes i want to know how far along starkiller base is because it's so far it's seven, so far along it's seven months before force awakens though so like i don't know it, it's it's kind of weird that they have like it's still under construction and i wish they would have been like like don't show that it's under construction so much as just have a line be like oh hey we're almost finished you know well they literally, like they literally were though like if you look at it it's like a little tiny hole and that's all they need to fill up, and then they're done. Fair enough. All right. Um, but yeah, that's all for the Resistance rundown. Uh, anything else you want to talk about Resistance, uh, Jared? Uh, not off the top of my head. Um, since we know the timeline, I hope we get to see some Kylo Ren. Um, yeah. Because like I said before, and this isn't just because I'm a Kylo fanboy. Yeah. Uh, I, I just feel like we haven't seen enough of him quite yet. And I want I want to have more of a grasp on Kylo going into episode nine. I want to have... I can like, agree with that. Like, I just want to have a clear window into his head. And other than The Last Jedi, my favorite appearance by Kylo Ren in the canon so far was that last level of Battlefront 2. Oh, yeah. Um, that and The Force Awakens novelization were like, he is a straight-up supervillain. <laughs> like, like, I don't know if you guys read the Force Awakens novel, but he does nothing but monologue. I feel 
the best and example so of, of what you just said. his character. Uh, like the, the best example of like a supervillain Kylo Ren is at the end of The Force Awakens, whenever he becomes Supreme Leader. Not Force Awakens, Last Jedi. Uh, and he's kind of like fucking crazy with power. I feel like that's a good representation of supervillain Kylo Ren because he's like screaming yeah. and like shouting orders. And I feel well, like I, that's just a better accurate representation of supervillain Kylo Ren because I can see him well, in episode nine just fucking going off on a power, sh- like a fucking like, I got this power and I'm just going to fucking throw it and everywhere I got. Like, you know what I mean? See, I, this is why I, I don't think that like the power itself is what was making him scream and act like a psycho. I think it was just like the presence of quickly- Luke being there. Yeah, I think it's just because how personal it got. Okay, I can agree with and that. He only, and he only loses control when it gets personal. Yeah. And I think that is like the biggest kryptonite to the argument, oh, Kylo Ren's an unstable little bitch. And it's like, <laughs> no, the dude is like severely traumatized. And yes. when that trauma comes up, he reacts with anger. Like he's very calm and collected and he very, you know, no survivors, no quarter. Just like, keep moving forward. Don't cover the door. Like, he's, he's very calm and collected. The Falcon flies by, shoot that piece of junk out of the sky! And then he comes right back down. So you think it was just an emotional response to seeing things from uh, yeah. the past? Okay, I can agree I, I think, yeah. I think that's why he, like, it, it's, it's when it's personal. Like, he looks bad whenever Rey escapes in The Force Awakens. Yes. And that's why he's like, <sighs> like destroys the room like i think because he because it's a personal affront on him and i think his ego is so frail and just he is just this poor broken little man who just needs a fucking hug i got a big question are we able to do a podcast without talking about the last jedi no. <laughs> that's, that's a that's a real question <laughs> up until i'm so died yeah and then even we'll then, talk about episode even nine. then even then yeah uh, but yeah, I really want to see Kylo as a leader in this. And like I said, he's just like a total megalomaniac in Force Awakens novel and uh, in the Battlefront 2 level. So, okay. fingers crossed we get some Kylo. Well, it's time to buckle up, baby, and move on to the news. Uh, New York City Comic Con was this week. We talked about some stuff on the last episode about some reveals. But before we get to New York City Comic Con stuff, we got some more solo concept art to go over real quick. And I'll start this off. Uh the first image we see here is of different creatures and Lando around the Sabacc table, which actually I feel like is a good representation of actually what we see in the movie. I'm trying to look as Thurm Scissor Punch here because that's my favorite fucking character. That ever. is the best name in Star Wars ever. Uh, then the second picture we see is Han in the speeder, and it looks like he's flying on top of a uh, still being constructed Star Destroyer. Oh yeah, that's cool. And then there's a second, uh, a second version of a speeder, and then there's another like a, more of the final version of Han speeder, and then in the, another different version of a, of another speeder. It seems to be. Uh, it looks like there was initially supposed to be more speeders involved in that chase scene. Then the next picture we see is a a wider angle shot of the the first picture we we talked about. And you can see is a lot. that Han on the other end of the table? It is on the left hand side, uh, and the dealer's on across from him directly. And as you can see, Lando's placement isn't the same as it is in the movie, because 
Lando should be sitting directly across from Han. Yeah. I really like this picture with the uh, stormtrooper with the electro staff. Yeah, same. That's fucking awesome. Why is he red? Why the fuck not? That's a vibro staff, isn't it? Not an electro staff. Um. Well, there's a vibro. The vibro blade is definitely like a sword. Okay, so is that more kind of like the Magna Guard stuff? Yeah, it looks like. It looks like the bow, or not the the bow rifle that Zeb had, but not a bow rifle exactly. Yeah. Now, what's the um, planet that they go on where they find Lando? What's that called? That is Vandor. No. They were on, no, they were on Vandor. They found Lando they, on Vandor? Yeah, they never leave Vandor until... They get Lando, and then they go to Kessel, and then I can't remember the planet where they refine the coaxium. But okay, yeah, uh, oh, Dryden Savarine. picks him up on Dryden picks him up on Vandor, and then they and then Han pulls the whole hey, like, like, let's just get some unrefined coaxium out of his ass. Yeah, uh, and then Savarine is the planet Lando. you're referring to. Savarine, thank you. Yeah. Uh, also. In the very final picture of this concept art, you can see uh, a confusing image, if you guys can see why I think it's confusing. Take a look at it and tell me. It looks like he's shooting a grappling hook out of his dick. Okay, if if they're picking up that train car, how the fuck is Chewie and Han going to get back on it? (laughs) Am I right? Fucking run. Fucking run. Yeah, hold on tight. Because that fucking trade card's going, like, right now. <laughs> you better buckle up, baby. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, so what's next on the docket here? Uh, oh, Battlefront. Okay, let her rip, Jared. Okay, so I, for a very long time, have been a Battlefront defender. Um. I was very understanding with the whole, okay, we have to completely reshape the game because it's not going to be pay to win anymore. Um, so I could live with a lot of the DLC we desperately needed being pushed off. And the latest roadmap announcement, um, they have been branding October as the month of General Grievous. We aren't getting Grievous until October 30th. Kind of frustrating. We get Obi-Wan in November, but because of how late in November it's probably going to be, he'll be coming out in December. We get nothing in December, technically, but it's mostly going to be January. That's the dead month. Dooku at the end of that. And then Anakin at the end of February. So the four characters that should have been in the game from the jump. Okay. Half of which which we're not getting until next year. Hold up. After a year of release. And I think that that is ridiculous. Logan, do that thing where you blow on your hands and rub them together. Boy. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh you're fucking wrong, and I'll and I'll tell you exactly why you're wrong. If they would have included all of this in the in the uh, the initial launch of the game, there would have been no reason for players to come back and to continue to play the game. 
I feel no, like no, it would have no, died no. off. Not at launch. I feel like I not feel, at launch. Not you at said launch. You said we should have got it sooner, right? I feel like Too by much. releasing this over expect over a uh, expensive <coughs> period of time extends the player base and the longevity of the lifespan of the game because we might not get Battlefront three until twenty twenty two because of various reasons. I mean, Jedi Fallen Order is coming out. We might be getting another open world Star Wars game, something like that. So whenever you think about it, I believe by allowing that, by giving us a little bit of DLC at a time, it allows the longevity of Star Wars Battlefront 2 to be more pre- prevalent in the community instead of just saying, okay, well, uh, October, November, December, we're going to release all of this stuff. And then after that, the game's just going to be dead. Well, here's the thing. Also, and this isn't confirmed, but this is from a leaker who is very prominent and has been right before. They plan on having content in this game through 2020. So this isn't an issue of keeping the game alive. Because if what they've been – from what has been like leaking out and these rumors are true, they're planning to add Ahsoka and Ventress. They're planning to add Jango and Boba. And they want to add more prequel planets. Think about the words you just said. What? The thing about add, adding Django and Boba, I, or Django and Django and Windu. Oh, okay. Because I thought I was like, oh, Boba Fett's already in the game. I, I'm so used to saying those two names back to back now because of our um, fucking arguments. <laughs> um, no, Django and Windu. So the so there's another four heroes that have been asked for repeatedly with more prequel planets. And yeah, and I I understand the mindset of we're going to nickel and dime this out so the players don't run away. But here's the issue. How long did we have to wait for any additional content? Because they had to completely fix the game. You're going on the the assumption that... that, Well, I feel like you uh, don't understand that they have other games that are in production. EA and DICE. I understand. I, I get that. I get that. But... They had the, – the, the, the clone skins have been in the game since launch. They just finally released them starting a month or so ago. Like that's been there. OK, I understand and that. But you, they also had so to build hype. Time. And I believe they waited until the 10th anniversary of Clone Wars to do that because I feel like that's a, that's a good time. And they, they said around – when the game was announced that the, the DLC will be released around relevant times. So, like, when they released the, the initial next month launch of Phasma and Finn, whenever they initially added those to the game, it was relevant because that was the same time that The Last Jedi came out. When they released yes. uh, the clone skins and they released uh, the other DLC, they released it around the relevant time that the 10th, 10 year anniversary of the Clone Wars. When they released the solo season, it was around the release of Solo. Now, you have to base your, your argument off of that. Because they already announced that, and they're not letting us down. They're they're releasing these things relevant to uh, the important important dates. Important dates are one thing, okay. but there was no content added at all for so long. What a month! But that wasn't it for the most of that time. It was oh hey, we need to fix the game. And then they'd patch and update shit. Okay. And then all that would come out of it was stuff that was, that sh- again, should have been in the game already because it was in Battlefront 2015. Like, like Bespin? Like Bespin and Jabba's Palace. 
and the Hoth skins that again were just reused assets. And it's just so difficult to be patient with Battlefront 2 anymore because like it started with such a fuck up. And then every time they patch the game or attempt to patch the game, they break something else. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I play Xbox. I can barely play Battlefront at the moment. They just fixed it. They just fixed it. Okay, good. But like, like that issue and Oh, Hey, in an attempt to make sure that Palpatine isn't overpowered and just breaking the game left and right, we made him God tier and had to take him out of the game now for a month and a half. No game is perfect. I understand no game is perfect, but like every time they they make one step forward, they have to take two steps back, and it's just frustrating. And I it's feel just like, like you're just like you're just using that Palpatine thing as an example to say that, uh, and I'm. I don't like. I don't think you can provide any other example other than Palpatine. The one century card that they kept saying, "Oh yeah, we'll fix it, we'll fix it, we'll fix it," and their version of fixing it. But I don't think that really hindered did, the game. Nerfed it completely. No, but it's it, it's it's just all the too little, too late kind of things. Where like, and again, and in a perfect world, in my opinion. Where, like, if their plan from the beginning was, oh, yeah, we're going to add Obi-Wan, Grievous, Dooku, and Anakin as DLC, that's one thing. In my opinion, they should have been in at launch because they are just these iconic characters who were key to the franchise. Add the planets later. Add game modes later. When you have these iconic characters already in the game, yes, you can focus on fan favorites later down the road. Okay. So if you already have Anakin Obi-Wan on the hero side and Grievous and Dooku on the villain side, it's like, okay, where do we go from here? Okay, we can put Ahsoka and Mace and Jango and Ventress. And then they're like, okay, hey, maybe we should do some more sequel content. We can actually add Poe as an actual boots on the ground hero. We can throw in Hux. I guess our argument just goes down to who's more forgiving of the developers, you or me. Yeah, and I was for a <laughs> while, but like Whenever, like, come the summer, I was just getting so frustrated. Yeah. Because it was just it was just reused assets, reused maps, which, like, yeah, I was happy to have them back. But, you know, and, and, I, and I got, I pre-ordered the game, and I pre-ordered, like, the, the Elite Trooper pack. So, like, I went all in on Battlefront. And I stayed up literally all night of launch playing the game, jumping around different game modes. I got like halfway through the campaign or no, actually, I think I beat the campaign in one night and Whoa. then doubled back to keep playing online. Wait, wait, okay, so for me, like with like I stayed up till launch as well. Like I stayed up for the beta and then I also pre-ordered it like the deluxe edition, like and I loved the campaign. I beat the campaign in like two days. I loved it. I also loved multiplayer for what they did. I was looking at like what they have started with. It was more than the original Battlefront, which I was thankful for. And they kind of want to drip feed us so we don't just get sick of the game within a couple months. They want to like run this shit out for a long time, like you said, to 2020. So I kind of like how they're doing, like keeping it like you get this year, this month, this year, that month. <coughs> kind of like spreading it out a little bit. You have to realize that's like that's what they're doing, so they could spread it out. If they gave us all the heroes on like the first day, 
people would be bored because they'd be like, oh, a new arena? Well, who really cares? I just want heroes. See, like, I, that's don't, my I, I, I don't think people would run away like that. I think if we had like a, like a full game of content and like – It is a full game of content. A Star Wars game that doesn't have its two main protagonists for one-third of the franchise. That is true, but technically they Anakin. do have Anakin. Yeah, they have Darth Vader. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's also, like, the lack of transparency. Like, uh, like I think it was a week ago, they said, oh, yeah, don't worry, we haven't been holding back content. Anyone who's been keeping up with the game knows that the clone trooper skins were in the files. And, like, I'm not that bent out of shape about the technical inaccuracies of the clone skins. But, like, that's a factor, too. Like, not necessarily for me, but for other people who are just kind of at their wit's end. And don't get me wrong. I'm going to be up (laughs) October 30th to play as Grievous at launch of that character. Yes. And I'm probably going to buy the battle damage skin. Yes. And I know that, like, I'm probably going to spend real life money to get all of Obi-Wan's skins. And the same thing for Anakin when he drops. Because I'm going to want that General Kenobi skin and the armor and everything. Yeah, and that's whether. And to see, like, Ewan McGregor's head on the Clone Wars outfit. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to shell out the money for that. And that's why they're waiting because they want people to stay interested like a lot of people have left the game a lot of people say the game sucked but once they bring back these other like characters a whole bunch of players are going to come back and that's why they're drip most people but most people only come back for like a like a like a week and they're like okay i've gotten everything i can out of this character i'm done now that's why they're feeding it that's why they're gonna have different skins come out at different times like with darth maul there might be a crimson dawn skin for obi-wan there's probably gonna be the clone war skin and then later on there's gonna be the old ben skin but that only lasts so long it depends on how much they bring it out but but like you get like a handful of players back every three weeks and then they run away again that's something for them yeah but they could have more and if they had more content in this game from the jump what do you want them to do? Fucking add a battle royale mode or something? Okay, like, no, this is, okay. Ba- hey. I mean, that kind of referee, referee time. Referee fine. time. Uh, we all just need to agree to disagree because at this point, this conversation is just going in circles, and we both have made our points. We all have made our points, and Jared doesn't feel like he got what he what we deserve, and Logan feels that it's justified. So I feel like the conversation needs to end here. Or it's just going to be a never-ending conversation similar to Boba versus Django. Can we all agree <laughs> on that? Can we all agree on that? Yes, but we all know Boba one. Okay, so. now, can we talk about my action figures now, please? <laughs> yes, ma'am. From here on out, the rest of the podcast will be action figures. If you're not interested, you can stop listening now. But it is now time for Bardo to shine, baby. Uh, so, rumor has it. Uh, that the Special Forces TIE Fighter is up at another discount chain. So, which would be Retailer Bargain Hunt is the latest discount chain to push in the successful Black Series Phase 3 First Order Special Forces TIE Fighter. How many of these things did Hasbro make? It's like the 2012 TPM 
3D debacle all wrapped up in one vehicle. It doesn't go away. Bargain Hat will be disappointed that they won't be able to get $60 for this thing and most likely will lose its shirt on it too. This report comes from a member of Jedi Temple Archives. So I don't have that figure. I'm not buying a six inch scale fucking TIE fighter and putting it in my living room because that thing is massive. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, a six inch scale fucking TIE fighter. Sure. That's like two and a half feet tall. Yeah, for real. Uh, so also there's places, uh, Target exclusives, uh, deluxe figure Moloch and the Leia with the Bestman Escape outfit are in stock at various Target exclusive uh, Target locations now. Uh, this is the six inch black series. Uh, the thirty dollar price tag on Moloch's kind of hard for me, but. It is a deluxe figure, I guess, because of the size of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, can we all uh, click on the uh, the link for the resistance figures, and we'll talk about these guys? Oh my god, I want to talk about yes. What's his name? Pryor or something? And um, Pier. Pier and Pier and yeah. Von Reg, dude. Okay, Fucking so Pier looks. Let me introduce, bro. Um, <sighs> These are three and three quarter inch scale, so it's the normal uh, traditional Star Wars size. Uh, and the first picture we see is Kazuda Ziono. Uh, oh, we never mentioned who the fuck is his dad? Yeah, we don't know. I feel like Maybe that's gonna that's gonna Ziono? be like an episode twenty two reveal thing. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh! Also, I have a theory about Resistance. I forgot to mention that. We can talk about it later. Okay. Uh, actually, bring it up in the next episode. Uh, write it down, and we'll bring it up in the next episode. Okay. Uh, so we got Kazuta Ziono with the pilot helmet and a pistol. And I kind of like how these figures look, don't you guys? <laughs> a first turn of Stormtrooper looks so fucking dumb. It does not. Oh, Why does he look so angry? Dumb. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're putting this up on the website. That's gonna be our. That's gonna be our new mascot. Oh, Are you gonna talk about the normal stormtrooper or Von Reg? No, the normal oh, one at the very bottom. Look, look how look how sad he looks. Oh God, <laughs> you look so like, upset. He's like, like yeah. So looks we like also ex, got Poe Dameron like and BB-8. Stomach. Oh, oh, it's like my ex-girlfriend's stomach. He says that's funny. Ah, Jesus, uh, Poe Dameron. I-, I like how these characters are like staying true to the animation style of the TV show. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's very very cool. Uh, Commander, are we just gonna agree that it's Pyre? Yeah, I think it's Pyre. Okay, and that's like a gold phasma with a pauldron. Is that what they're called, pauldrons? Yes. Okay. And he also has the gold pistol, well, gold rifle, which makes no sense to me. Um, it looks wait, te- wait, no, wait, he outranks. He, all his he outranks Phasma. Oh, yeah. He's a commander. Wow. Ooh. I can see Phasma killing him, though. I can see that. Hey, but remember, experience outranks everything. Yeah. Tora Doza, which is another racer, but it doesn't seem like she comes with a helmet. No. And the next character is Sonara Sand, but we haven't seen her yet in episode one. Logan, has she appeared in uh, 
Um, no, she hasn't appeared in episode two or three. Okay. Uh, Major Von Ray, which probably Logan will get at some point in his life. Yai! Jarek uh. Yeager uh, with Bucket. Is it sad that um, his last name is the same last name as my school counselor? No. <laughs> like very, dead ass. Very sad first order stormtrooper. <laughs> no. I'm not going to be able to watch Resistance if this is what the Stormtroopers look like in it. So, I'm going to be laughing my ass off the whole time. This needs to be a skin in Battlefront 2. It does. Like, Star Wars Resistance sad for Stormtrooper. Stormtrooper. So, also, at New York City Comic Con, uh, Hasbro's booth really revealed a couple new things, including a Scout Trooper, 6-inch Black Series, and the Patrol Trooper, which is the first Ezra Bridger. Th- those were announced already. Logan. I know. Oh. Along rough. with Chopper. Oof. Uh hey. they're just they're just troops. I mean you can get excited about it anyway. People just buy them in bulk. But you also was announced well was a Clone Wars Grievous and a Clone Wars Obi Wan. But going back to last episode's rant, uh it's a fucking Walgreens exclusive and they can suck my fucking dick. Uh <laughs> see Hold on. I really want that that skin to be in Battlefront. I will take this. I will take the costume everyone is wearing in this in this action figure over his actual Clone Wars skin. I've always loved that outfit on him since the micro series, and I I wish they had done that in (laughs) PCW. Uh, Grievous is going to be a deluxe figure. I guarantee it. 30 bucks. You know, because of his size? Yeah. Yeah. And I think Obi-Wan's just going to be the normal seventeen ninety nine. I mean, okay, but how hard is it going to, like, is it going to be like a Boba Fett thing? Like, Grievous is going to come out, and then everyone's going to hurry up and buy him, and then the resale value is going to be double. Then we're going to see him on eBay for $60. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the problem with these stuff. But we're also getting a reissues of Yoda and Anakin. The Yoda figure is just fucking useless, but the Anakin one looks pretty good. Yeah. I mean, who who wants to buy non-lightsaber Yoda? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, of course, there's a little pictures of Ezra and Chopper there. Excellent figures, and Ezra has his blaster lightsaber, which I think we all can agree is the best version of that. Yeah, I love. I that like Ezra's green lightsaber. That's just me. I like oh. that whole. I like that whole outfit for him. So, yeah. uh, Entertainment Earth talked about some of the vintage collection here. Uh, new Star Wars toys on the horizon with the Black Series Darth Maul Force Effects lightsaber being one seventy four ninety nine. Uh, are they? Huh? Are they doing with? I'm trying to get to the article. I was. I feel like I have the same R2-D2 from, like, Attack of the Clones. Don't they have one, like, very similar with, like, the flames? I'm going to guess, yeah. yeah. Are they I remember still... having one exactly like that. What like, was that, exactly. Are they still doing the shit with the Black Series or the uh, Force FX Saber with Maul where you have to get, get two lightsabers? And ah, this is a full one. This is a full saber staff. Like nothing's loading yet, so I'm trying to wait for it to to see. No, it's an image. authentic replica of Maul's iconic red bladed lightsaber. 
Oh, boy. No. Oh, no. You're right. Buy two and connect them to form Darth Maul's full-bladed. You're right. Fuck you. I hate that so much. I mean, if you think this about it, it'd be double the production cost. I know, but it's still a pain Base in the Mace Windu, ass. Force Effects lightsaber. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Episode 1, Force Effects lightsaber. These are all January 2019. Uh, Jedi Training uh, Ray, three and three quarter inch vintage collection, uh, $13.99. Force Link Resistance A-Wing Fighter exclusive for, oh, from Hasbro. So it's going to be an online only. And it's going to be $30, November 2018. Star Wars Solo 3PO and R2-D2. What? Explain that to me. Yeah, I don't know. They weren't even in Solo. Oh, they're just releasing them as part of the Solo toy line. That way they, um, they interact with Force Link 2.0. That makes sense. Okay. And that's going to be fifteen ninety nine for that two-pack of 3PO and R2-D2. Okay, I'm okay with all that. Oh, there's an update. One more Hasbro item from Star Wars Collection is set to arrive today, October 5th at 5 p.m. It's a Vintage Collection Elite Clone Trooper figure. Okay. We don't got any pictures of that, but okay. And to wrap up the show, uh, even more figures were announced. A Crate Luke, which I believe uh, Jared would go fucking nuts over. Oh, my God. I want the fu- I want everything of Crate Luke. I love that costume so much. But let's talk about the other things down here. Uh, Han Solo Trooper disguise with removable helmet. Uh, the Vintage Collection 41st Elite Core figure. Who's the 41st Elite Core? Wolfpack. Yeah. And we got new Black Series figures, and I'll try to contain my excitement because we're getting fucking Dr. Afra. Uh, she will be at my house very soon then. Uh, <laughs> we're getting Triple Zero. Be at my house very soon then. BT1 will be at my house very soon. Luke Skywalker Stormtrooper Disguise, and it's after he falls into the uh, trash compactor, so he's filthy. And his hair slicked back. And the first pickup I will be getting is that fucking rocket trooper. Can we all just fucking stare at that rocket trooper for a good 30 yeah, seconds? Dude, yeah. Oh, my God. That doesn't get much better than that. But then we got some vintage collection stuff like the Luke Skywalker crate, uh, an Imperial Assault Tank Commander. Both look excellent. I, I feel like the Luke's face is kind of uh, fucky. What do you feel, Jared? Uh, I mean, I, I feel that. But I also think it's just because it's like such a small figure that like sometimes you get that kind of like weird compression of the face. Yeah. You know, I would honestly shell out the money to just get like the big sideshow collectible one of that outfit on Luke. I love it so much. And like I, I want that to be added as a skin in Battlefront more than anything. Because, like, it would make sense for him to be, like, running and doing the same way Luke is in the game. Seeing he does, like, the, like the barrel roll through the air on crate. <laughs> so he's spry enough to be sprinting around the battlefront. 
but yeah, no, I, I like them all. I'm not a huge figure collector. I'm more of a lightsaber kind of guy, and I mostly collect ultra sabers. But I might actually pick up some of these because I do kind of want to get into like having display figures. But I also know that once I, I, I can help um, you with once, that. Once you start down the dark path, forever will it conquer your destiny. I mean, have you seen my living room? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the pictures of it. It's impressive. It's, it's, um, it's getting bad. I'm about halfway up the wall now with Black Series boxes, and uh, if I don't get a shelf soon, I'm not going to have a living room. So we're at, <laughs> we're at Red Alert Alpha right now. Uh, <laughs> so, no, the fun thing is, like, when my other friends who have lightsabers are over at my place, and, you know, because we're giant children, we always fight with them. Yes. Um, it's hilarious because... Alexis had. I got her a green ultra saber for Christmas last year. She's beautiful. I'm having trouble connecting oh, to the Christ. internet. No, no. I said. Take a look at. I said Alexis, not Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the guys? Do you remember? Uh, were you guys part? They're part of the episode. Whenever I said about coaxium and my Alexa went off. <laughs> That's great. It, it, it made no sense to me, but I like was like screaming at her and stuff. It was funny. No, I'm glad, I'm glad I kept myself together and didn't say horrible so, things to the AI. But I got her, I got her green, and then my friend Spencer has like a really vibrant orange one. My friend Joel has a yellow one, and I have a blue and a red one. That's awesome. So like we one one time just like laid them all out. And it was just like all, all the colors of the rainbow with like that sexy ass like mm, from the lightsaber being on. Oh my god, it gave us all chills. It's <laughs> awesome, dude. But I think that's that's all for today. So let's do some uh, advertising. Logan, you want to do the advertising? Uh, Where is the advertising? (laughs) You know what to say. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All right. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and, of course, our website, dobackdiscussion.net. You can also listen to us on iTunes, Blueberry, and our website. Uh, Any other places that we're on? Oh, yeah. We're also on YouTube. Watch our awesome streams. Um, SoundCloud, player.fm. And SoundClouds. And blah, SoundCloud. You know, just listen to us. I think we're up to, what, 800 listeners? Yep. All right, that's awesome. Well, wow. Yeah, so that's awesome. And thank you guys so much for listening to us, and hopefully you guys have a great day. And we will see you next week, and uh, may the Force be with you. So that's uh, Bardo signing off. And this is Jared the Dark Jedi. Uh you can find me on Instagram as darkjedi5225 and on Twitter as darkjedi2552. Or Lord Farquaad. Or shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, stay posted to all of our Twitters and the, and the Facebook page so you guys know when we'll have Armin and Dupree on. Uh, but like I said, stay posted. Have a good one. And this is Jared the Dark Jedi signing off. And this is Joe the Rogue signing off. What's happening? It's so quiet. (laughs) It's too quiet.
Darth Vader's second wife's name. What? Elevator. Oh, elevator. What? <laughs> elevator. <laughs> All right, boys. I'm out of here. Howdy, hey boys. There's a sale at the mall. Everything's half off. Ha ha ha! I'll sneak in. No, it's half off.